Hey there. So I'm really excited about this episode today. I'm excited to dive in because if fitness has been top of mind for you, then you're definitely going to take some tidbits out of this episode that are going to help you along your journey. That is why we do these diet in review episodes so that you can kind of get a little sneak peek and some insight on how I work with my one-on-one clients and then how you can take some of this information and apply it to your own protocol for specifically weight loss in this episode today. So Yeah, but before we dive in, I wanted to just give you some other updates. I'm in California now. I know I said it the last episode if you tuned in, but it's been like the struggle has been real. So personally, I and I had this like realization the other day that I wanted to share with you because I don't know how you've been feeling lately, but if you've kind of been feeling in a funk or just maybe not like fully happy, then I think this is an important message. So I wanted to share it, but I realized, so since coming back to California, I've been in this weird space and half of it I think is because there's a bit of culture shock. I don't know if you've ever been away like in a different country for months and months and months. I was in Costa Rica for eight months, but if you have, then when you get back to a city, a metropolitan area, life is different. And I think in your body, it's just like, it takes a bit to adjust mentally, emotionally, in your physical body, like just all of it. it it's there's so much stimulation in the city. My neighbors are listening to TV until like 11 o'clock. I am an old lady. I go to bed between usually like 8 and 9 p.m. I'm in bed. So and not trying to complain like obviously first world problems but there's just so many things that are different being back in the city and then you know in Costa Rica it's like you're in the jungle so you can just go out in nature and go for a walk it's like you feel so connected and grounded to nature because you're just surrounded by nature and then in the city it's like you're surrounded by cars and beeps and horns and tvs and people yelling just all of it right like you step outside the house and you're dodging people in masks basically (laughs) so the lifestyle is quite a bit different And my heart is really in Costa Rica. Like I'm just so excited to get back there. And so there's been a lot of adjustments. And what I realized, and obviously like I miss my cat back in Costa Rica. Like I left so much that I love to come back and just kind of wrap up this year being back home with my boyfriend and packing up my apartment and just like all the things that I, I do need to be here. But part of me is like, why why are you here? (laughs) So I just wanted to share it because it's like I realized that I've been on edge. I've been literally taking little situations that yeah, they kind of bother me, but I'm because I've been in this place where I've just been so wrapped up in my unhappiness with my surroundings, my environment, and just this like longing to be somewhere else, which might sound crazy but it's just how I've been feeling but I've been so wrapped up in my own sort of like unhappinesses I don't even know if that's a word but I've been so 
wrapped up that I've been focusing it's it honestly it's been really hard for me to just step out of this like negative place and be positive even though I know that you know shit could be way worse (laughs) but it's been really hard and so I've been so focused on just what's going wrong that I'm making these little I'm making such a bigger deal about these little situations in my life that yeah they're annoying but if everything in my life was so exciting and so amazing and I like my I was exactly where I wanted to be and I was just like like in love with every aspect you know like when you think about your life if your relationship is amazing and your friendships are amazing and you feel so connected and you love your job you're so excited about what you're doing every single day you just love getting up in the morning and you love where you live and just every aspect is just so amazing and you love how you look and you feel so good in your body and just like all of these things when you can check them off and feel so good those little annoyances they don't really annoy you that much you know like you can kind of look at them and be like eh like it doesn't really matter but I think when you are stuck in this place of unhappiness where you're focusing focusing more on the negative, it's so much easier to make a big deal about these little things in your life because you are unhappy and instead of looking deep inside and like taking full responsibility for being unhappy, it's like you start trying to fix all these other little things that are going on that are making you annoyed because you think if you can fix them, then you'll just be happier and you'll feel better. But it's a deeper issue that you that you need to look at because that's, you know, it's what I've realized in my own personal life. And I'll give you an example where like I've just been in this weird place and then I come like I don't give a shit if my boyfriend plays video games, but I don't play video games. It's just I've I've never had the interest to do that. It's and it's not right or wrong, bad or good. It's like what it is, what it is, right? Like I just have no interest personally. And then he's like spending time. I'm like, I've been home for three weeks and you're I'm like in bed sleeping and you're playing video games with your family. Not a big deal, you know? But I was making such a big deal out of it to the point where like I was starting fights over it because I thought, you know, if I can have my way then and we spend more time together instead of him playing video games and we're going to bed together and we wake up feeling refreshed. And just like I was playing this like I was making such a big deal about it when it's not even like he plays video games every single night it was like a couple nights but I was making such a big deal about it because I was so unhappy at like all these other things going on in my life that I was like if I can just fix this one area and like we can hang out and have more time together and then I'll just feel like more connected because it's like I'm also not hanging out with any friends because of the pandemic and I just had this like story in my head that I was making such a big deal about it and then I just had this realization where I was like Tasha you are it's not even about this because if you were happy in all of these other areas like across the board these little issues are not as big as you're making them right now. And I was like, oh my God, it was like a light switch. And then I, you know, I had a talk with him and I apologized and stuff. And we just had a really good conversation about it. So I just want, I wanted to share this because your situation might look completely different, but I think sometimes it's hard for us to see what's right in front of us. And when 
you know, when something is triggering you, it's mirroring back to you areas in your life that you can work on. And same goes for the other person. You know, like, I think I was coming off, like, controlling or whatever, but those things that were coming off to my boyfriend, like, that was triggering a part for him that he ultimately could have looked at, right? Like, you you mirror back the things that you need to work on in your own life, whether that's with a relationship or friendships or just whatever it is. And so it – these – annoyances can be an opportunity to just kind of look in a little bit deeper. So I wanted to share that because if you do look at your life, if you find that you've been super annoyed and on edge lately, if you can look at areas in your life and check them off and be like, where am I at with my career? Where am I at with my relationships, with my friendships, you know, just kind of going across the board? Like, am I happy at where I am in my environment? Am I happy with my body and with who I am? And just going through it. And if there's any area, maybe it's all of them that you're like, oh, these could use a little bit more work. Then if you could picture like all of these areas being 100% where you're like so excited and just so happy, if you can feel those feelings, then think about all of those annoyances that you're making a big deal of do they still bother you just as much you know because that's kind of the wake-up call that kind of showed me like okay I think you're making a lot bigger of a deal about this situation than it needs to be and that's just one example so I wanted to share that before we dive into this episode because it's something that I feel like I've kind of been dealing with lately so I hope that it helps you as well. But I am excited about this episode today. We're going to be just talking about one of my one-on-one clients, Deandra, what we're doing to help her achieve her goals. Her goal is to lose weight. So inside this episode, you're going to hear what we're, like where she's been, her, what her goals are moving forward, and what we're doing to help her achieve her weight loss goal with type 1 diabetes. And If this episode inspires you in some way today, if you find this episode helpful, it would really mean so much for you to just take a couple seconds to rate and review this podcast. You can do so by scrolling down on whichever app you listen to podcasts on and tap the stars to rate the podcast. And then if you click the, there's a little thing that you can click to leave a review. If you feel called to do so and you leave a quick review, it's how this podcast expands its reach. And it when you do take the time to do that, it makes it possible for other people to find this content and benefit from finding and listening to this show as well. So I really do thank you so much in advance for your support of this show. It means the world to me. This episode today is brought to you If you are on your own journey to lose weight, I just want you to know, first and foremost, you've got what it takes. The whole process to lose weight, even with type 1 diabetes, the process is simple. It's not easy. Completely honest about that because it does take a lot of hard work, consistency, and just 
putting in the effort day in and day out and doing the same dang thing and really forgiving yourself for your mistakes and not letting anything get in your way and putting in the time. Time and patience are so important because if you've ever tried to lose weight before, you probably can relate to trying something for like a month and then being like, "Uh, this isn't really working and then giving up. But it takes so much longer than that. Like you literally have to put in the work for at least 12 weeks. Like when I work with clients one-on-one, the minimum amount (laughs) that we work together, like right off the bat is 12 weeks. The bat because that's how long it actually takes to start seeing results. And this, you know, Yeah, you can lose weight way faster, but if you want it to be sustainable and you want to keep the weight off for a long time, like you want it to be a lifestyle change, then you have to just realize that you are in it for the long game. There's no such thing as a quick fix when it comes to building a better body. And now that that's, now that I've said that, I just want you to know that all of that and my Shredded Body for Type 1s program one diabetes. All of these steps that are inside the program are the steps that I use anytime I want to lose weight or when I'm working with clients one-on-one. These are the steps that you learn and you learn how to apply them yourself and you learn how to set your macros and calories for fat loss, how to keep your blood sugar stable with exercise. There's different workout programs that you can follow and your food intake every single day. Yes, there is a process to all of this. Helped me and my clients achieve their goals. So if you want to check out the program, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join. And as a loyal podcast listener, you do receive 10% off the entire program. But if you have questions about it, feel free to head over to Instagram and shoot me a DM. I'm happy to answer any of your questions on there before you join us inside the program. Once again, diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join and I will also link to this in the show notes. Welcome to the more than just a type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type one diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. One of my one-on-one clients, Deandra. So thank you, Deandra, for allowing us to share your diet protocol and exactly what we're doing to help you achieve your weight loss goal. So starting at the beginning, and you guys, when I do these episodes, we talk about, like for instance, we're going to talk about Deandra, where she was currently when we started working together. So how much she weighed, what her goal is, and then we're going to break down exactly step-by-step what we're doing in order to help her achieve that goal. So I hope it's going to be helpful to you. I know that 
whether or not, I mean, if you have type 1 diabetes, you're going to relate pretty hard to what we are talking about because when it comes to fitness, as you know, like some things can be a little bit more challenging just because you're also managing your blood sugars, but you're going to really take away something from what Deandra is doing. If your goal is fat loss specifically, that will help you achieve your weight loss goal. So I know that everyone is completely different. Your lifestyle is different. Your goals are different. You are affected differently by different macronutrients. Fat, protein, carbs affect your blood sugar probably slightly differently. That's fine, but we're going to break down exactly what we're doing, and I guarantee that you will be able to take something away from this episode that's going to just help you have the clarity in moving forward with your own goals. So that's the whole point of these episodes. And if you do enjoy this episode, if it's helpful, please don't forget to write a review, leave a comment, rate and review this podcast because that that helps. That's one way that helps expand the reach of this podcast and allow it to reach more people, which is the whole point. We want to help each other. So for starters, so okay, so Deandra, when we start working together, her current weight was 130 pounds. And her goal weight is 120 pounds. So her goal is to lose 10 pounds. She's healthy. She doesn't use a food scale. And she has used MyFitnessPal before. So if you don't know what MyFitnessPal is, it's basically just an app. You can download on your phone for free. There's a paid version, but the free version, like you don't need to pay for it. You can just use the free one. It's an app on your phone that allows you to track your food intake every single day, and it's really great. I mean, I use it when I'm trying to achieve my goals physically because that way you just know exactly like what you're fueling your body with, the macronutrients. I know some apps you can track your micronutrients and how many calories you're consuming because that's a big part of achieving your goals. So tracking your food does help if you're the kind of person who is cool with tracking things because I know you're already tracking a million other things, but tracking your food is super important. It's just an easy way to, you know, know exactly what you're eating. So Deandra has used MyFitnessPal before, but not diligently. And um, there's one other thing I was going to say about MyFitnessPal, but yeah, it's basically just an app to track. Oh, this is what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I also use it for like even if I'm not tracking my food, like when I'm maintaining my weight, I, I don't really diligently track my food intake. Like I'm not meticulous about every single thing that I'm eating, but I still use my fitness pile because exactly how much fiber is in something that I'm eating or whatever. Like it's just an easy way I can scan the package or I can input the food into my fitness pal if it's something that maybe I don't usually eat. And then I'll go into the app and I'll look at the nutritional value and I can actually see how much fiber is in the food. So I'll subtract the fiber from the carb, which allows me to dose more accurately for my meal. So I still use my fitness pal, but um, so for blood sugar management, it can be helpful as well. for BG management, but I mean, if you're tracking your food for weight loss, then my fitness pal is fine, right? But someone should invent an app for type ones and fitness. And okay, so back to Deandra. 
So her workouts, when we first started working together, she's mostly doing cardio and she was doing an at-home routine and lifting some weights, mostly body weight. And then she was also doing some Pilates and adding in a workout video every now and then. And she was doing lots of walking. Jo- vo- oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to mesh walking and jogging. That reminds me of, what is that movie? Uh, Anchorman? Didn't you say jogging? Like, I don't know. Anyways. So yeah, walking and jogging daily. She does that. And so her workouts, like when we first started working together, were kind of like a little bit of everything, but very largely cardiovascular focused. Dieting history, she goes through periods or she did go through periods where she would track her food intake and her cake house, her calories, her daily caloric intake. And she also went through periods where she would restrict foods or eliminate like quote unquote bad foods. If you're listening to this on audio that I'm doing this in quotations, <laughs> quote unquote bad foods like breads and carbs, etc. But when she didn't see results, she would give up. And she feels like she would really go hard in the beginning of every diet she tried or everything she was doing. If she was like, okay, I'm going to give up bread for a bit, she would go hard on that. And then she would quit and kind of like lose self-control um, and kind of go off the deep end. Like she she said she was very self-controlled, but then as soon as she wasn't seeing results, then she'd kind of lose control, if that makes sense. And I can totally relate to that. Um, but then... Yeah, she would go off the deep end and then just feel like shit about herself because she felt like she was just spinning her wheels and not getting anywhere. And her biggest challenge was is constantly, I'm, I don't know if I should be talking, this is like, <laughs> we've been working together for a few weeks, but this was in the past. So her biggest struggle when we started working together was constantly just spinning her wheels and feeling like she's putting in work, but getting minimal results for the amount of effort that she's putting in. And so that alone just was the one thing that would make her lose motivation and give up constantly. And just the other thing too was low blood sugar because she would have lows during her workouts or her exercise routine. And then it was this like constant battle where she would you know, she'd be putting in the work, but then she would just end up feeling like shit about herself and being like, my workout, it has gone to complete waste because I'm now eating all of these calories, treating low blood sugar when like the whole point is to lose weight and be fit. And I'm just shoving all this shit in my mouth. So I don't know if you can relate to that. I sure can. Um, Deandra's lifestyle very sedentary. So she works from home. She's on her laptop most of the day. And um, sleep-wise, she usually gets about six to eight hours of sleep per night, and she feels very rested. That is great. And she really wants to get her blood sugars in check. Um, She just got a Dexcom, so she's really interested and really wants to, you know, just get used to that and monitor her sugars, feel healthy, and she really just wants to be fit and feel confident in her skin and look good naked. I mean, that's something like, that's what I wanted for so long too. It's like, you want to look good naked, but it's not something that people really say, but behind everything, like she just wants to feel confident and comfortable in her body. 
is number one is her blood sugar management, hence why she finally caved and got a Dexcom and just her overall fitness and feeling fat and unhappy with how she looks physically and she feels like that alone has it's just started to kind of affect her her personal life and her intimate relationships so she really just wants to you know feel good about herself and feel good in her body and have that confidence so that's all great and I should just say before we dive into what we are doing and I've probably said this before but it's important that it's also looking at your past and you know looking at the last maybe even up to like six years like what have you been doing what has been going on because all of your past history like your past dieting history will affect your current goals and where you are right now and just to put that into context like for the longest time I was yo-yo dieting for years and years and like could have been like a good 10 years and I got into some really bad habits and I would like starve myself and just it it wasn't healthy and so I had to take that all into account when it came to what I was currently doing because if I if you go into a diet where you're like all right I'm gonna start eating in a deficit but I've already been eating in a deficit but I'm not losing weight and it's been years and years and and you want to look and be like okay have you been eating in a deficit because a calorie deficit is how you lose weight then and, and you're like yes like you've been tracking everything you've been like really diligent you know for sure then you need to take that time to rebuild your metabolism. And so in Deandra's case, this isn't an issue. Like her metabolism's fine. She's likely just been over-consuming in the things that she is eating because she hadn't really been diligently tracking her food or using a food scale. Um, But that's just why, that's just one reason why your past dieting history is so important to take into account like right from the get-go, especially when it comes to your long-term goals. look at your lifestyle habits, your sleep, your stress, because all of those things affect your your overall results when your goal is to lose weight, even if it isn't to lose weight, but we're talking about weight loss today. So you want to take all of that kind of stuff into account because there can be certain things that you can tweak in your lifestyle that will help you just kind of kickstart that progress even more. And we're also individual. And so our lifestyles are obviously going to look a lot different. So you really want to kind of dive a little bit deeper than just the surface stuff when you are setting up your own protocol for fat loss. So those are just some things to take into account. And I just wanted to say that in case you're like, why do these things matter? (laughs) You know, so that being said, now let's just talk about first her diet. So this is what we're doing. This is what we have been doing. I'm just going to explain like what we've, what we started her off at because it has been a couple of weeks, but this is what we started off based on all of this information that we know about Deandra. So um, we really started, we're like, all right, we're going to do a 12-week timeline. Like we're going to just make a commitment and it's going to be 12 weeks and we're going to just kind of break down this goal of losing 10 pounds, but we're going to break it down by the weeks because we want to just stay motivated and 
this allows us to kind of just look at the weeks week by week and be like, okay, for the next 12 weeks, this is what we're doing. This is the goal. Let's do it, you know? And because so often, I've done this in the past too, but it's like so often when you don't see results in four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks even, like eight weeks, you're like, why do I look the same, right? It takes time. It takes time and consistent effort. So just setting that goal right off, right off the bat and being like, okay, we're committed to this together for 12 weeks. Let's do this. So that's what we did. And then we're using a food scale. So a food scale is really important. It's just going to help with Deandra's accuracy when she's tracking her food intake on MyFitnessPal. It's going to help her accuracy when she's doing that. And the better your accuracy is, the better your results are. And a a food scale is also going to help her keep her blood sugars a lot more stable. So food scale, start doing that. Um, Tracking calories and macros is what we are doing and that means that we're not eliminating or restricting any foods which is so important to really have a flexible approach with what we're doing and I will say <laughs> that at the beginning Deandra was like a little she's a little concerned about like how high we set her macros originally for fat loss she's like I don't know because in the past when she did dabble with my fitness pal she was always trying to hit like the numbers that the apps has set automatically but we you always want to lose when your goal is fat loss you always want to be able to lose fat eating as many calories as possible and that sometimes is a lot more food than you originally feel comfortable with but she she agreed to it she's been doing it she feel and you know she's been dropping weight so it's really cool to see and um yeah because that just is one thing alone that will help keep your metabolism strong so she's been and tracking her calories and macros versus like eliminating foods has really been helpful for her because she doesn't feel restricted in what she's eating she can still enjoy her life you know so that's super important and mind you tracking macros is not for everyone (laughs) there's so many other ways to do it as well so I just want to say that right now as well like if that if you're hearing if you're listening to this right now and you're like yeah I just don't want to keep track of any more things then don't worry there's another way that you can do it there's no one-size-fits-all approach so I just wanted to say that too chats on the phone her food intake her body weight and that just having those chats every week to go over and make adjustments and like see okay is there anything that you are enjoying or not enjoying and just seeing where we can tweak things as we go it helps her stay motivated and it just helps keep her accountable which some people need more than others it's such a personal thing right but it's really helped deandra so that is all that matters in this case and just the other thing is that was an issue at the beginning but now that she has a dexcom and you can do this without a cgm but having a dexcom she really has been she started looking at her weekly trends And that has helped her to spot low patterns and just it's helped being more mindful. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading her log. Okay, yeah. So um, she's she started 
looking at her trends, spotting patterns when she's going low. Is it before her workout, like mid-workout? And then kind of seeing like what she was doing that day and really being mindful of her insulin on board. And that has really, really, really made such a difference with just nipping those um, low blood sugars in the butt before they even happen. Because so often if you're not mindful about it and I even do this to this day it's especially hard being on injections now but just overlapping doses and then ending up with a low blood sugar like right when you start working out and when you are doing a lot of low intensity steady state cardio it can actually lower your blood sugar a lot more that's something that you might find so if you are experiencing a lot of lows like Deandra just really kind of honing in and saying all right, am I, you know, how much insulin do I have on board before this workout? And really taking that into account can help a ton. It, it has definitely helped her a ton. And um, in terms of food, so the other thing that she's been doing, just in case she has a low blood sugar, she's been inputting 100 to 200 calories, like in the morning, first thing when she wakes up, she'll input these ahead of time just in case she has low blood sugar and then at the end of the day she will um delete them so then she just has more food to eat so like if she needs to hit her protein at the end of the day she'll like have a protein shake or she'll eat a little bit more food for dinner and then just save a few calories in the evening in case she needs them depending on what her workouts look like but just saving those calories ahead of time or inputting them into my fitness pal can really help you and uh, I can't even talk right now. It's helped her um, just stay within the amount of calories that her body needs every single day in order to achieve her goal without going over because you had this sudden low blood sugar that you had to treat because that can always be super frustrating. And we've also tweaked her workout. So she's doing a lot less cardio and she was a little bit hesitant of this at first because she was so used to like doing some cardio every single day, but she wasn't doing cardio because she loved doing cardio. She was doing it because she felt like it was going to help her lose her weight loss, lose weight and achieve her fat loss goal. And so there's a bit of a difference there. Like obviously if you're someone who needs that physical activity every single day, there's something that, you know, we can like work into your program. But in Deandra's case, like she... She doesn't love cardio, but she was basically forcing herself to do it every day. And so she she was starting to feel, and she didn't really realize this until she kind of took a break, but she started to feel her body was just a little bit beat up. Like her legs were a little bit sore. And then we actually took a couple weeks off of doing cardio before we started slowly adding it back into her routine just to allow her body to get that proper rest and recovery which will help her moving forward and achieve her goals. Um, and then in terms of her workouts too, she's working out three days a week and she's doing a three-day full body workout and she's doing it from home. So we're, we kind of like designed it so she's using whatever she has at home um, to lift with. And then that has, yeah, that has helped a lot and you know, it's weird because when I, when quarantine first started, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not gonna be able to go to the gym, but you can get in a really solid workout from home. And she's doing a full body workout three days a week. It allows her to hit each muscle group two times per week, which is going to be super important for just achieving her goals in the end. Um, 
So that's super exciting. And then that is, that's really what, that's really the basis of what we've been doing. And with these small changes and her just being so much mindful of what she's eating, what she's putting into her body has really helped. And she's started, I think it is, let's see. Yeah, so she's consistently, she's been dropping about a pound a week since we've started. And that's mostly just being really, really conscious of her food intake alone. So that's super important and super exciting. So we're off on a good start. And the scale is, you know, obviously I've said this before, but it's a tool. It should only be used as a tool. It's nothing more than that. So you really, you don't, it's hard not to, but you don't want to get so wrapped up mentally in the number that you see on the scale, but it's a tool that helps guide your progress as you're losing weight because everything that you're consuming you know, will affect the scale and it's normal for the scale to fluctuate on a daily basis. But when you're monitoring your food intake and your body weight, you just get a really good idea of like how your body is responding to the food that you're consuming. And so dropping weight, we know that we're on the right track just based on everything that we're doing. So it's super exciting. And I hope that everything we covered in this episode today, I hope that you were able to take something away from it that's going to help you achieve your goals and lose fat with type one. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm here. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Once again, if you enjoyed this episode, if it inspires you in some way, and if you found it helpful, please do take a couple seconds to subscribe and rate and review this podcast. I appreciate you so, 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 so much. And I will talk to you same time next week.